You're listening to the Amateur Tarot Pod. Originally recorded starting at the end of 2016, there's a lot of growth to be found in the production quality and in the confidence and skill sets of your hosts. Please note that any phone numbers, emails, or social accounts are no longer active. You can contact the creators of the show by reaching out to brian at zenironman.com. Hey, welcome to Amateur Tarot Pod, the only podcast that we host where two non-mystical hosts use the power of tarot to answer your burning questions. Are those two th- is that two thoughts or one thought? Like the only podcast we host, and also it's the only podcast where we answer questions despite the fact that we have uh, no tarot degree. Uh, well, it is both of those things, but maybe we will be hosting other podcasts in future. Well, that's what I'm asking. I've done voice talent on podcasts. Hmm. And, and that uh, sultry, sexy voice talent that you hear is Brian Dooley. Hey, and uh, that sexy, sultry introduction that I just got was from Ben Noble. But I don't do voice work. You're doing it right now, man. Wow. You're doing it right now. Anyway, as Brian said, this is the uh, the only tarot podcast that we host where we look at tarot cards and then tell you your future. Well, we don't tell you your future. It's an advice show. It's We answer your questions. But if they follow our advice, then it's kind of like we're telling them the future. I'm just going to say flat out, we are not prognosticating. Whatever we tell you will happen. Um, the, you know how some... 6, 18, 29, 40, 7, and your Powerball is 11. All right. Well, I guess we are now full-fledged psychics. Thanks Congrats for joining us. us. <laughs> uh, if we were psychics we would have to know a lot of stuff if we were even qualified to read tarot for advice which is what we're doing it's for entertainment purposes only please do not ever accept anything we say as science or uh like advice that you have to follow um but if we were real tarot readers people are saying that we're real tarot readers people are now saying that we are tarot readers that we are real tarot readers but if we were, then we would know a ton of like occult stuff and a ton of like esoteric types of spreads. But we don't. We don't. We do. We just do one spread. It's easy. It's just three cards. It's three cards. We're completely unqualified. Uh, it's not the Celtic cross. It is just three cards laid straight out, and they uh, indicate the recent past current actions, and future outcomes. And so once we do a reading today, you'll also uh, get a card of the week. Oh yeah, that card of the week is going to be for everybody that wasn't the lucky person that got their question pulled this week. For entertainment purposes only. But if you follow our advice, this will happen. Ben is the only one that's responsible for bad things that happen, and uh, I take no credit for good things that happen. Um, Everyone go after Ben. All bad tarot readings are fake news. I can accept that. Let's uh, let's jump in. Let's move on to listener question. So today we have a question from Narvel, and Narvel asks, "What the heck is up with my love life?" Uh, and then he goes on to say, "I'm in an open poly relationship, and it's great. But lately, I've started feeling like I eventually want someone I can come home to. And other than talking to my current partner, I'm not sure where to even start. Um, let's before we even flip over any cards, let's we're not just, sure where to start either." 
Yeah, let's... Which is why we have cards. Uh, ben, are you familiar with poly relationships and open relationships? I mean, I'm familiar with the idea. Okay, so what's your... I don't have personal experience. I do. Well, oh yeah. So then you're going to be a much a much better person to talk about this than me. Yeah. So not only am I a full fledged psychic, but I'm an expert in matters of open relationships and poly relationships. All right. Well, then we don't even need these. That was crap foley work. Let's uh, let's flip over a card. And let me uh, before we flip over a well, card, I just want to put a disclaimer on this. I'm not a psychic. I'm not an expert in open relationships, poly relationships, human relationships, or even being human. So anything I say, uh, can and will be used against you in a court of law. Yeah, I guess that's where we're at. So just send prosecutions to my work address. Uh, that's where I am most of the time. So did we want to talk about the question before we flipped over a card at all, or did we say what we needed to say? Yeah, I think we wanted to talk about it. All but, right. Well, um, well, we were just jumping in. I was making jokes, and then you were like jumping into the card, so I felt like I stepped on your toes. Yeah, I feel like... So this is a new format we're trying today, uh, and so there's going to be a lot of of stuff going on, a lot of talking over each other, a lot of saying the word terrapreneur at the same time. It's like we're finishing each other's... Sandwiches. That's from the movie Frozen. Uh a movie that a lot of people like, I thought was a little bit overrated. I didn't see it. That's another thing I don't have personal experience with. Ben has never seen a movie in his life uh, or a television show, except for Gilmore Girls, which I know his girlfriend watches religiously. Yeah. I mean, I guess not so religiously since the show has been over for years. Um, and when I go over to their house, they're watching it now. No, she's moved on to Always Sunny. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch that? I mean, if it's on and I'm in the room, then I'll see it. Yeah. You have a lot of rooms in your house, though, too. Yeah. Ben lives in like a suburban castle. Uh, he's got like 75 rooms in his house. You may remember a few episodes ago, we recorded in one of his uh, manifold guest bedrooms. Yeah. Uh, and it was really echoey. And we joked about being on beds together. Yeah. The, the problem was that my butler didn't come in and, you know, put up all the, uh, the soundproofing. Right. And now we're in my bedroom. So if it's echoey, it's my fault. Yeah. Brian uh, doesn't have a butler. But I do have um, three monitors yeah. for my computer, which doesn't matter. Because and what, what is wealth in 2017 if it's not three monitors? Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's wealth as much as just flat-out privilege. But back to Narvel's question. I'm sorry, Narvel. We're going to get sidetracked so much. Narvel uh, wants to know what the heck is up with his love life. What the heck is up with your love life, Narvel? If you were here, I would just put the question right back to you. And then you would say, I'm in an open poly relationship and it's great, but lately I've started feeling like I eventually want someone I can come up to. And other than adding to my current partner, I'm not sure where to even start talking to my current well, partner. You've already started at a great spot. You've come to us. Yeah, you've come to us. We're psychics. Um, ben, especially is psychic. I'm yes. for entertainment purposes only. Um, you know what? Do you want to just jump in and see what the cards say? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, what is the recent past card? Flip. Again, that's Foley work by uh, Ben Noble. He is the best at Foley. Uh, and it, we have the Eight of Swords is opened up here. That's a dark start, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. Um, if you're not familiar with the Eight of Swords card, why would you be? Uh, it, it shows a woman who is tied up and blindfolded, and she's kind of in this prison of swords. Yeah, it's there's like an arc of swords behind her. Uh, there is like an opening because we can see her fully. And, um, you know, if she just walks forward in the card, she could get out of there. Uh, but of course the castle or whatever is behind her. How did she even get in that situation? 
Uh, I'm thinking like a snidely whiplash, like mustachioed villain. Yeah, like, but they didn't have trains back then. Right. So instead, he just took a million giant swords, well, eight giant swords, and just shoved them all in the ground. Um, and tied her up with what's essentially like a, a gauze. Yeah, it's, it looks like a thicker toilet paper type yeah. thing. Uh, what's this card mean, Ben? Well, the card implies that you're, you're stuck in, in your own head. Um, you're, you're trapped by your own perspective. She's blindfolded and she can't see the path out of this sword prison, despite the fact that it's, it's totally open. She could totally just walk out whenever she wanted to. Yeah. And so what it's, what it's trying to tell you about the past, what it seems to be saying is that maybe you need to look at things from a different perspective. You feel trapped by the way that you're viewing things right now. But if you are able to remove yourself a little bit and analyze the situation, you might see that there's uh, a different route you can take. This card indicates not to maybe make any important decisions immediately. Um, use your the new point of view that you're developing and then evaluate everything from that point of view. And then you can move forward with knowledge, knowing that you're not going to cut yourself to death on eight pointy swords. And in your relationship, I guess, uh, it sounds like you do feel trapped. It sound, But this card indicates that it's in your head. That yeah, it's a, it's a prison of your own making, this, this feeling of entrapment. Yeah, and we're not judging you. Um, the cards are. Yeah. But we're not. Um, we're just psychics. But you're not powerless in this situation, Narvel. Um, you are responsible for your choices. And it seems like what you've been dealing with has kind of seemed impossible and you're in an untenable situation. But you are armed with the tools to overcome anything that's in your path in regards to this. And and I think the the, the reason maybe that you even came to us to ask this question is that you know that maybe some of the choices that you want to make might ruffle some feathers or hurt some feelings and, you know, that's, that's certainly possible, but let's, let's flip over the next cards to kind of see how you may deal with that situation. Yeah. So that was our recent pass card, the eight of swords. And so here we go. Flip. Great work, Ben. Uh, wow. So this is a reverse death card. Cool. Yeah. And death is not a bad card at all. Um, the tower is a bad card and, uh. The, the de- Ten of Swords. The, yeah, the Ten of Swords. The Devil is sometimes a bad card. Death is not a bad card. Death indicates change. It's like uh, seasons change and things die and other things come to life. Um, and the Death card here is reversed, which actually is better than if the card were upright. You're hesitant to make those changes, is what it's saying. Those necessary changes. Um you're not able to let go of things or you don't know what to do. Um, much like the Eight of Swords, you're still feeling stuck. So, so far in this reading, we Stuck have, and more stuck. Yeah, you have felt stuck and you do feel stuck. But I think what's different uh, about you know rev- the reverse death card is that the Eight of Swords is really a card of indecision, whereas death is a card of change. And reversed, it's kind of indicating that you're hesitant to make a change, but that this change isn't something that you can just put off. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Something's going to be happening and it would be better if you were on board to accept that and work with it. Uh, change is a natural part of life and new situations aren't necessarily bad situations. So kind of look at 
what's keeping you from accepting upcoming changes. It sounds like you know that something has to give. And maybe it's that that fear of hurt feelings from the from the eight card, from the eight of swords, and, and now you're sort of still putting this off. You're still backing away from this change. Um, because while death is a card of change, obviously there are negative... There's negative feelings around death, and, and those negative feelings are definitely going to be there. Um, but to come out the other side, you kind of have to pass through that negativity. Yeah. Um, I think it was um, either Einstein or Gandhi that said every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. I thought for some reason you were going to say Einstein or Gollum. I don't know why I felt like you were going to say that. I didn't. Um, but possibly Gollum said that. Uh, it certainly wasn't a 90s pop song. Yeah, but getting back to you, Narvel, um, you're dealing with your love life, and you have a lot of moving pieces in your love life. and so that, More than most people. More than many people. Um you might be scared of losing something that's very important to you. You might be scared of hurting someone that's very important to you. And those are valid concerns. Um, but just know that when you are taking these steps to make yourself better and to make your life the life that you want, the people that love you are going to be able to accept that eventually. And let's move to the future card to see how this might all turn out. Let's do it. Flip. And we've got the moon card. Another uh, major arcana card in this reading. Yeah. Um, So the moon is about like your shadow self. It's emotional and instinctual. And it's a um, weird card. Yeah, because it looks like surly and grumpy. Um, There's like an angry coyote or a wolf and a dog there's a lobster coming out of the ocean yeah it's like a lobster with really weird teensy claws we're using the rider weight deck right now Plug. and the <laughs> yeah big props to rider um, <laughs> i think he's dead i think so he's getting respected more and more these days yeah uh he really embraced that change of the death card um the moon looks kind of grumpy too uh it's trying to sleep and these dogs keep barking. Why is it trying to sleep? And is it in front of the sun or is it just that bright of a moon? I can't tell. Well, there's a path leading from the water and the lobster. It seems to be coming out of it. There's a wolf and a dog on the sides of it. But I feel like the lobster is going to walk this path. You yeah. are the lobster. You're the lobster, Narvel. So, and then there's like two towers that you have to walk through. It's very never ending story. Uh, like when they have to walk through the Oracle, except these towers don't have uh, visible boobs for a 10 year old to see. Um, so this card is a super emotional card. Just whatever you're feeling, you're projecting onto other people. You have, you need to watch out for projecting onto other people, but luckily you have the moon card to draw your attention to that. And so you can turn your focus in inward And you can be the change you want to see in the world, which I think is a quote from uh, Smash Mouth. I think so. Uh, So, you know, this is this is, um, I guess, like a a journey and this fear and insecurity that you're feeling is based on what you've gone through to this point. You know, the, the moon is shining a light on these this internal fear and insecurity. And so that's good because now you're aware of it. You know what's holding you back, and you can start moving forward in a much more rational way. And 
the moon is a card of the night. It's it's a card of shadows and and kind of you know the night's always a weird time. And so maybe things aren't what they seem. Look at look at things in the light of the sun. Look at things with an unclouded vision, and try to figure out the truth of the situation. You know, don't idealize things. Don't over worry. Seek that middle path. Seek that lobster path, and uh, keep the all these emotions in check. I really like that lobster motion you did with your hands. Uh, it was really cool. You guys should have seen it. The lobster path. He perfectly mimed what a lobster looks like when it's taking the middle path. It was beautiful. If we had episode names, this one would be called The Lobster Path. Or Tarotpreneur. See? Oh my gosh, it's like we're finishing each other's... Sandwiches. Alright, so the moon may not be as bright as the sun, It's but, not. Well, on this card, it looks pretty bright. It is, and it has rays sticking out of it. We talked about this. And, and like fire. Those things, I think, indicate uh, magic on whatever card. They're like uh, petals or... Uh, oh. Yeah, I read that somewhere anyway um the moon's gonna help you move forward because you can see the issues that you're battling some of the darker issues that you're dealing with right now and and the moon gives you that consciousness to know what you're fighting what you're up against and and even just you know knowing is half the battle yeah uh that was um gollum gollum said that uh in, even though the moon isn't as bright as the sun, it will show you enough. It will illuminate enough that you can overcome what you're dealing with right now, that you can figure out what the next steps to take with the people that you love and the love that you want to receive. It's all, I think, going to come from determining what that love is that you want to receive and then moving forward with the people that you already love in in chasing the love that you want. Don't be afraid of change. Right. Uh, so let's just sum up all these cards. And it's really easy because all these cards kind of speak to the same thing because apparently magic is real. We've got uh, a card that is saying that in the past you've been trapped in your own brain prison, that you're stopping yourself from moving forward. And then we have a card that says you're holding back from big life changes. And then we have a card that says that even if things are a little scary and a little dark, just prioritize, get your mind right, and move forward. Don't don't fear either outcome. You know, seek that seek that lobster path. Seek that lobster path. Uh, I hope that helps, Narvel. Um, I know that it was a serious question, and this is our first uh, attempt at kind of riffing in between. So you got the brunt of that. And I hope that it doesn't ruin every relationship that you have in the future. I feel like if you just tattoo a lobster and this is lobster path onto your body. Yeah. Um, and like across your belly, you can say like crustacean. That's life. it. Yeah. You can type crustacean life across your belly in old English font. Um, or just look at inside yourself, find out what it is that you truly want out of what kind of love you truly want. And then use that to find that love. Thanks so much for your question, Narvel. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope that it helps. And so now we will move on to the much teased card of the week. Our card of the week. Uh, ben, if you do the honors. Flip. 
Looks like we have a five of wands, or more aptly in this case, a five of staffs. And so uh, it's a big party on this card. There's five five guys holding five staffs, and they're hitting each other with them. Is it just me, or is every time a wand is a staff, it kind of looks like it has a penis head on the it top? It does. Yeah. Um, but so are these guys fighting? Are they dancing? What's uh, going on in this card? They're kind of fighting. Uh, the, the five of wands, like all of the fives in the tarot deck, are cards that are about change. And so the five of wands implies that you're in some sort of conflict, either with yourself or with other people, and it's hampering your ability to move forward with your goals. And so it's an apt metaphor would be that like everybody's in a shouting match. Everybody's talking over one another. Everybody's yelling. And since everybody's kind of in combat with each other, nobody can really hear out an argument, decide on a proper course of action, weigh pro and cons. And so obviously the solution is to... Take a breath. Take a step back. Let everybody have their turn to talk, and then choose the appropriate course of action. And maybe this isn't something that you're used to. Maybe this competition, this uh, this shouting match type thing, is something that's new to you. Um, maybe you're used to being in charge, um, but now you're in a world where somehow everyone is kind of at your level, and you need to learn to respect your opponents and their points of view. But don't let go of your convictions. Uh, everybody has something to bring to the table. Even you, not even you. Everybody has something to bring to the table. Also, you have something to bring to the table. And again, this is something that could be internal. You know, it may not be kind of a, sh- a shouting match with other people. It could be a shouting match within your own brain. It could be multiple points of view that you're holding or you're trying to weigh the best course. You know, there are pros and cons to everything. And... Either way, a sort of reasoned debate is a good thing. It's good to stand up for yourself. It's good to stand up for your own perspective. And that actually just makes you a stronger person and a stronger debater because when you're forced to justify your own point of view, you know, everything really snaps into focus. You can examine why you hold a belief and then either support it or reject it. And in a lot of cases, there's not uh, an answer or a solution that's 100% right or that uh, pleases people 100%. But things happen, things have to happen. And all of these voices are necessary in order to decide the best course forward. And I feel like, you know what? I feel like this was a really good card for Narvel too. Yeah. Narvel, we're going to throw this one in for free. Yeah. But if you do want to tip us, you can. All right. So, uh, just, uh, just to bring this bad boy home again, thank you very much to Narvel for your question. Yeah. Thanks Narvel. We really appreciate it. And we're recording this, uh, right before Valentine's day. So, uh, for us, it's super helpful. For you, it's not going to come out for a couple of weeks, and uh, it may be a moot point by then. You will have already figured it out. Um, but thank you. And thanks to everybody that stuck through this experiment. Thanks uh, for listening to us ramble on for 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah, and uh, if you want to continue to listen to us ramble or tell us that you you didn't care for it. You- or tell us how psychic we are. What? Entertainment purposes only. You can email us at amateurtarotreading at gmail.com. That can be feedback. Or if, like Narvel, you're stuck in a sticky situation and you're not sure what to do and would like us to use our psychic powers for good, you can send us your own question. Yeah. And if you don't send us a question and we use our psychic powers for evil, that's on you. Think about that. Yeah. Um, I think that's can- something Gollum said. 
I think that was Roosevelt. Oh, you're right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Uh, I get those two confused. Teddy. I was going to say, which one? <laughs> um, you can also find us every day at, at Tarot Amateur on Twitter. And uh, we do card of the day readings. And we do also readings for individuals on there. So if you hit us up on Twitter at the right time in the morning, you may get a free card of the day reading. The two Roosevelt's weren't related though, right? Yeah, they were related. Were they? Yeah. They were cousins. Were they? Yeah. Huh. Oh, I feel like boy. I should have known that. I hope that we got that wrong and somebody tweets us corrections because then we'll feel like a real podcast. Yeah. Hey, Ben, if somebody wants to get a hold of me, they how can they do that. They can tweet at you at Zen Iron Man on Twitter. Oh, okay. And then what about me, Brian? How can they reach me? Uh, they can reach you at your uh, currently on hiatus blog, I'm making all this up.com. Yeah. But they can still reach you, right? Yeah. But the best place to reach us is that amateur tarot reading at gmail.com or at tarot amateur. And we also have a Facebook page. You can probably find it. Uh, and an Instagram account, which is also amateur tarot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that has our card of the day readings as well. So uh, hit us up wherever you want to and uh, have a great week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.